Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It's Sunday, May 19. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky Oliveira, And I am Japheth Oliveira, and I am going to pray for today, brand new day, and a brand new series called The Shepherd's Roar as we go through the entire book of Amos, uh, which is really exciting and phenomenal. Mm. <laughs> um, and you can hear by Becky's mm, I couldn't be more excited. That she is extremely excited about this book, and uh, we'll see why. We'll see why. Mm. I've got yeah, I'll so have, much to talk about. things to say about that. All right, all right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, bless today. Uh, bless this passage of, that we're going to read. Bless this uh, new series as we begin it. And uh, be with us. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. So the deal with this podcast is that we read the portion of Scripture that is related to the entire sermon series every week, and it accompanies the online written version at boulder.church forward slash daily. Yes. Now... Theoretically, that's great. The reading of it, you get to listen. You don't actually have to strain your eyes to read the passage. And some people like to hear a friendly voice reading. Today, you're going to hear a not-so-friendly voice why, reading. Why is it not it's so like, friendly? It's two chapters, and it's so long. It's not that long. Okay, I'm going to try to make it... Amos, he's a short guy. I don't know, something like not just tedious and deadly. But I don't know. I'm going to try. I think so, I think once you start reading, you'll be like, listen whoa, once that's amazing. I'm going to die having <laughs> to read this. Okay, so without further ado, English Standard Version, the ESV, Amos chapters 1 and 2. The words of Amos, who was among the shepherds of Tekoa, which he saw concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, and then in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, two years before the earthquake. Subheading, Judgment on Israel's Neighbors. And he said, The Lord roars from Zion and utters his voice from Jerusalem. The pastures of the shepherds mourn, and the top of Carmel withers. Thus says the Lord, For three transgressions of Damascus, and for four, I will not revoke the punishment, because they have threshed Gilead with threshing sledges of iron. So I will send a fire upon the house of Hazael, and it shall devour the strongholds of Ben-Hadad. I will break the gate bar of Damascus and cut off the inhabitants from the valley of Avon and him who holds the scepter from Beth Eden and the people of Syria shall go into exile to Kir, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Gaza and for four, I will not revoke the punishment because they carried into exile a whole people to deliver them up to Edom. So I will send a fire upon the wall of Gaza and it shall devour her strongholds. I will cut off the inhabitants from Ashdod, and him who holds the scepter from Ashkelon. I will turn my hand against Ekron, and the remnant of the Philistines shall perish, says the Lord God. Thus says the Lord, For three transgressions of Tyre, and for four, I will not revoke the punishment, because they delivered up a whole people to Edom, and did not remember the covenant of brotherhood. So I will send a fire upon the wall of Tyre, and it shall devour her strongholds. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Edom, and for four, I will not revoke the punishment, because he pursued his brother with the sword, and cast off all pity, and his anger tore perpetually, and he kept his wrath forever, 
So I will send a fire upon Teman, and it shall devour the strongholds of Bozrah. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of the Ammonites, and for four, I will not revoke the punishment, because they have ripped open pregnant women in Gilead, that they might enlarge their border. So I will kindle a fire in the wall of Rabah, and it shall devour her strongholds with shouting on the day of battle, with a tempest on the day of the whirlwind, and their king shall go into exile. He and his princes together, says the Lord. Now that was chapter one, we're on to chapter two. Yeah, you see, it's great. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Moab and for four, I will not revoke the punishment because he burned to lime the bones of the king of Edom. So I will send a fire upon Moab and it shall devour the strongholds of Kerioth and Moab shall die amid uproar, amid shouting and the sound of the trumpet. I will cut off the ruler from its midst and will kill all its princes with him, says the Lord. Subheading judgment on Judah. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Judah and for four, I will not revoke the punishment because they have rejected the law of the Lord and have not kept his statutes, but their lies have led them astray, those after which their fathers walked. So I will send a fire upon Judah and it shall devour the strongholds of Jerusalem. Subheading judgment on Israel. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Israel and for four, I will not revoke the punishment because they sell the righteous for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, those who trample the head of the poor into the dust of the earth and turn aside the way of the afflicted. A man and his father go into the same girl so that my holy name is profaned. They lay themselves down beside every altar on garments taken in pledge, and in the house of their God they drink the wine of those who have been fined. Yet it was I who destroyed the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars, and who was as strong as the oaks, I destroyed his fruit above and his roots below, beneath. And it was I who brought you up out of the land of Egypt and led you forty years into the wilderness to possess the land of the Amorite. And I raised up some of your sons for prophets and some of your young men for Nazarites. Is it not indeed so, O people of Israel, declared the Lord, declares the Lord. But you made the Nazarites drink wine and commanded the prophets, saying, You shall not prophesy. Behold, I will press you down in your place, as a cart full of sheaves presses down. Flight shall perish from the swift, and the strong shall not retain his strength, nor shall the mighty save his life. He who handles the bow shall not stand, and he who is swift of foot shall not save himself, nor shall he who rides the horse save his life, and he who is stout of heart among the mighty shall flee away naked in that day, declares the Lord. See? See what? It's a great passage. It's like it's like reading one of these epic passages. Like uh, well, it reminds it takes me back to Isaiah with all the <laughs> death and the vineyard and the stomping and the blood. Yeah, and yeah. Here yeah. we have a lot of fire. We do, we do, and a lot of threats. We do, um, and uh, and it is pretty phenomenal. And so we probably should dive into the question, even though I want to explain the passage a little bit. But we should dive into the question. So here's the question: Why does it seem that God has often used unlikely people from out of the way places to be His messengers, which you would what not know? Does that question until have to do with what we just read? Well, because I would ask more: What are the three or maybe four things that they did? Is it three or four? Every single one of these groups of people did three things 
or yeah, four. There's a, there's a rhythm to all of this. For three transgressions you see, and for I four. Can see, I'm like, I can see you're tempted to get into the passage because the passage is intriguing. Well, I don't know. I just I'm kind of like, okay, okay, they did let something. Me just say, let me just say this about the passage. So at least everybody, and people probably maybe already know this about Amos. I don't know if you know this. But do you remember you that... You can almost certainly be confident that I do not. <laughs> do you ahead. remember that you and I met... In a class called Early Prophets, I do. That actually, we were studying this. I wasn't studying Amos. <laughs> I did my paper on Micah. Oh, you but did I that. don't remember anything okay, all right, about all right, that right. class Well, anyway, at all. Oh, okay, good. Uh, so here's the thing. Um, this actually is a, it's a pretty rough job for this guy, Amos. He has to go and declare judgments on a, on a society where everything is about wealth. The people, it actually talks about this later on in Amos, they have multiple homes and the poor have multiple nothing. And so there's extremely rich and extremely poor. Uh, the, the decadent lifestyle of everybody is just extreme. and so That doesn't sound familiar at all. Yeah, and so this is the world that okay, he's Okay, so he's unlikely inside. in the sense that he's a shepherd. He is a, he's a shepherd, and, and actually he's from Tekoa. And Nathan Brown does a phenomenal job, actually, in his daily walks. So you guys have to read it because he sees the town of Tekoa. Uh-huh. And in the daily walk, he explains how you would never notice it unless someone points it out to you. It's like so... Okay, so he's just nobody from nowhere. Yeah. So why is it that God uh, seems often to choose unlikely people from out of the way places to be his so messengers? So who does he say all this to? Like he says it, but where where does he say it? We well, only know that he says well, these things. he's saying it to the people... To the sheep? <laughs> to the, like, where is he saying it? No, he's saying it to the people of Israel here, to his own people. How is it that he got the people to even listen to him? Uh, you, you, how would you amass a crowd? If you're a nobody from nowhere, if you get up and uh, decree this way, I mean, it's it's pretty I rough stuff. I hear people get up and decree this way. Speakers' I mean, corner, yes, and yeah, if nobody pays any attention I to know. them. Uh, somehow, I think uh, back then it seemed like you could draw a, cl- a crowd just by getting up and talking a lot more easily than you can yeah. now. I don't think anybody really just got up and said they were speaking on behalf of God, though. Often like that, without the risk of feeling like they were doing something kind of. Pretty, pretty sacrilegious. So it was uh, kind of an interesting era and time. But our time is up, unfortunately. Surprise, surprise. Um, and so let me repeat the question again because I think we should unpack it sometime. Why does it seem that God has often used unlikely people from out of the way places to be his messengers? Really good question. Really good daily walk. Look at both of them, look after each other, live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.